And we have an amazing guitarist, songwriter, singer. Um, I'll tell you what, I'm not even going to do the introduction until we see him on the screen. Okay. And then oh, I'll, gosh. and then I'll uh, introduce him. And then you and I will come back after the interview and we'll chat about it. We'll chat about life because we got things to chat about. <laughs> so okay. let me, let me go get this guy. Let's see. Let's go over here and over here. Let's see. Hey, you're sideways, man. <laughs> you went sideways. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Come on, Keaton. We need landscape. Is that better? No, no you're still the cool. same way, man. I say we do the whole show like this. Oh, my gosh. Okay, hold on. Oh, there you there go. Go. You're awesome. You're, you're awesome. Now, I didn't do the introduction until we brought you back because that would have been hilarious doing the introduction and having you you're sideways. The sideways, the sideways man. All right, hang tight, because you deserve an introduction here. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure, my pleasure. We're going to have some fun. We just bonded for two minutes in the waiting room. <laughs> that's how fast, that's how long, that's how far back we go. We're friends from way back. <laughs> so far back. Uh, here to promote his uh, new EP, a One Two Three Go, on Best Revenge Records. Uh, guitar player, from what I understand, and I'm going to have you clarify a lot of this, uh, guitar player with Chris Cornell, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. And Gnarls Barkley, he's got an impressive resume here. Um, his music's been featured on Sons of Anarchy, uh, as well as Hollywood Heights and a list of others. Uh, he's got an infectious groove. I read that term and I, uh -huh. I'm stealing it, man. I'm stealing it because it's so fitting, man. An infectious groove. And uh, listen, born in L.A., sailed off to Nashville. <laughs> yes, Another. Oh, please welcome uh, Keaton Simmons to the show, man. How are you? Good, good, good. It's Simons, just to si clarify, but that's okay. Don't worry. I was yeah. going to say, I'm si I was sideways before. I have sideways Simons. That's <laughs> the funny thing is, I, that was one of the questions I had for you. Oh, I'm like, is it Simmons or Simons, right? man? Simons. Simons. My it's Simons. Si it happens all the time. Don't even worry about it. Are you sure? Oh, I'm, oh, yes. I'm so sure. <laughs> oh, man. So thank you so much for joining us here on Wake Up to the Vibe, man. This is this is a pleasure. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. It's rare that I uh, have to be awake this early for any reason. So well, I got my cup of coffee. I love it. I love it. You are the uh, third Nashville cat on the show in seven, uh, uh, 10 days, actually. Oh, um, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, we had uh, Liz Longley on the show. She's awesome. She's an I love her. She's, I love Liz. I've known her for years. Oh, is that right? She's okay. amazing. Yeah, she was on a couple weeks ago, and then that led to the Young Fables. Okay, oh, great. which yeah. which they are fantastic, and then uh, and then Jason Adamo, uh, another awesome artist here in the Raleigh area, but was in Nashville, oh, right? Yeah. Incredible. And, uh, and now we have we have Keaton Simons in the me. house. That's it, man. <laughs> that we got me. And there's I can definitely introduce you to some other really killer artists uh from here and from all over the world yeah awesome um, man looking forward to mm -hmm. it and uh you hang out at the bluebird cafe at all yeah i've gotten to play there a couple times which has been a, an incredible honor yeah so, uh, that place is just magical it, it really is it's just absolutely magical yeah it really is and so so let let me set the stage here for sure. for you and for our guests this is coffee hour with joe and rebecca that's what this is there's there's no formality here okay no but i want to i want to tell you a, a quick funny story it's not really funny but i'm going to tell you my quick bluebird i lived in nashville for a year and this interview is oh. not about me but i have to share this with you and since i want to know since we're here right so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sitting in the Bluebird Cafe and you know how it's a listening room. You don't go there and yes. chat it up with your friends. You're there to listen to the songwriter. They will ask you to leave if you're, you know, you've had a few drinks and you're talking. You're there to listen to the music, right? Definitely. I have never been so quiet in my entire life. <laughs> Did you hear your stomach growling? This was funny. So when I'm in the bathroom, I'm like, Oh my gosh. There, and there's this guy in there and he just like, you know, get eye contact and he goes, Hey, how you doing? I go like, wow, I can talk to someone. I'm like, Hey man. Yeah. Yeah. Shh, shh, they can hear us. Right. So, so, uh, we get talking and we had a great conversation in the bathroom for like 10 minutes. And I said, what's your name? He goes, Jim. I go, Hey Jim, nice meeting you, man. I go back. I sit back down 
and uh, the artist, I forgot who was playing that night at the Bluebird, and, and she goes, I'd like to welcome my good friend Jim Messina to come come on up here. <laughs> And wow. it was Jim Messina from Loggins and Messina, right? And I, I just yeah. loved that guy my whole life. And I didn't, I'm like, this is awesome. This is awesome. That's what I love about Nashville, man. <laughs> that is the thing about Nashville. That yeah. is what, that's what I love about Nashville. I've been coming here for over 15 years to play and do radio and do promo and this and that and the other thing. Um, and and the reason I moved is because I started playing lead guitar with Brett Young. Oh, no kidding. Who's who's an old friend and also a Jason Adamo. I was just going to say, wrote beautiful believer. Right, right. Wow. Jason's got a song on his album. And so you're playing guitar now. Well, uh, yeah, but wait, wait. So for the last year and a half, uh, I've been lead guitarist for Brett and that's what, that's uh, what prompted the move to Nashville. Oh, wow. And, and that's one of the things that he loves most about Nashville also is that you've got Brett Young and Keith Urban and every whoever it might be, uh, and you go down to the to the local bar. You, everybody's there hanging out. It's not nobody's so precious that they can't just show up and be out there hanging and walking down the street and say hi. And it's just it's yeah. just such a great relaxed vibe. Uh, it's way less about the the kind of celebrity of it all. It's much more about the integrity of the work. People really like if somebody fawns over someone, it's because they respect them so much. It's That's like right. Seen them half naked on Instagram. You know? Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, no, you're absolutely right. The culture in Nashville is like no other man. Yeah. There's nothing Amazing. like it. it's a, it's a family. It, it, it really is. It's a family. And that's, I mean, it's great. And in this band, um, we all miss, we miss the road so much. We miss hanging with each other, but we're all just staying strong and getting through this. And, you know, we are in a more fortunate position than a lot of people, but we are going to have to probably wait the longest because these are the shows that, that I've been doing with Brett are arenas and stadiums and stuff. So those are going to be the bigger gatherings yeah. of people, which will probably happen later. Um, but we just, we can't wait to get back out there. Yeah, good man. Well, we're we're praying for you and rooting for you. You know what I mean? Because Thank you, man. because I you know uh, uh, I mentioned this the other day. A good friend of mine. Uh, he's he's probably in the in the room today. Uh, Kenny Ackerman, great guy. He, yeah, he's like one of the main light guys. I don't know his exact title, but he's been with the Stones for like fifteen years. Then Rush, and then probably even more. He's probably probably correct me on the the amount of time that he was with the Stones, and now he's with Trans Siberian Orchestra for like the last oh, wow. I don't know five plus years. He's out of work, man. Yep. Yeah. Right. Just like yourself. It, it's very Absolutely. unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the, the good news for me and for a lot of artists is that we, in this day and age, you know, if it had been 20 years ago, it would be like, goodbye, everybody. You know, yeah. Like, we would have no way. We would like try to do a telephone call or something. You know what I mean? Like, but now, I mean, we can, I've been doing concerts online for well over 10 years now and now it's great because it's getting so much more organized you're seeing that suddenly it's starting to look better and sound better and people are getting really organized with it people are no matter what the obstacles no matter what the challenges um that's when you're going to see the most creative the most brilliant and ingenious solutions to those to those problems and yeah. ways to, to conquer those challenges and, and to overcome those obstacles. And it's just been cool to see, you know, we're all just thinking of creative things to do in, in recent times, I've gotten uh, more into composition, like film and television composition. I just finished scoring a, a, a feature film called love weddings and other disasters did the entire score <laughs> and entire soundtrack. I love the um, title. Yeah, funny title, wow. right? Well, it's, it's uh, Dennis Dugan who did Happy Gilmore, Grown Ups, Saving Silverman, uh, you know, the list goes on and on. Um, and it stars Diane Keaton, Jeremy Irons, Maggie Grace. It's a really beautiful, amazing movie. L. King, brilliant, brilliant artist yeah. L. King is in the movie. I'm in the movie a little bit. All right. And, uh, <laughs> and myself and Brett, uh, Brett Young's uh, musical director, Noah Needleman, who's an old, dear friend of mine, I brought him in to, to do this and now we've become like composition teams. So oh, very cool. That, that, awesome. And that's something that does not require being uh, on the road. Yeah. 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 
Well, good for you. Yeah, you're you're lucky to have that so talent and skill set, so, right? Well, thank you. Yes, absolutely. It's it's always been really important for me since the very beginning. I, I grew up in a film and television or and entertainment industry family, and so I understood that being in that industry doesn't necessarily look like any one particular thing. There's so many different facets and so many different things that you can do. So I've never. I've always been careful not to put all my eggs in, in one basket, yeah. so to speak. And, yeah. You know what I mean? So because just because for me, it's all about my passion and love for being creative and yeah. especially in the medium of music. So it's like any way that I get to be creative with music, makes me feel fulfilled so i just look for as many avenues as possible right you know so so <clears throat> really literally just for our viewing audience so they know uh we literally knew each other for 60 seconds before we went live because i was late my microphone wasn't working your camera was sideways i'm like oh my gosh like and, and we're very conscientious of trying to be on time right so oh, of course, uh -huh. of course. so i had one question for you and i said hey is anything off limits? And you said, no. Right. Okay. So I'm going to bring something up because you talked about it. being in show business since, since birth, literally, literally though, for you since birth, it, well, did I read over. something that your, <laughs> your mother was pregnant for you and she starred in a uh, uh, animal house? My mom, yeah, my mom was, my mom was in animal house <laughs> and she was pregnant with me at the time. So technically I was in animal house. Animal house. In, yeah, I was, I was in my mom in Animal House. Is that, is that on your resume as one of the roles you starred in Animal House? Know, right? <laughs> you know, with the way that people uh, fluff resumes, I could do it. You I could. could put it on that. I could put it on it. Oh, but, that's um, great. But no, it's a hilarious thing. In fact, uh, just recently was the 40th anniversary of Animal House, which I'm dating myself, of course, obviously. Um, and I, I my, my mother and I were both asked to go to Eugene, Oregon or near, near there where they filmed the movie and hang there was, they were throwing like the world's biggest toga party. There were thousands of people at this all dressed in togas at this toga party. Otis Day was there oh no kidding wow I, I performed with him uh the last surviving member of the kingsman was there the, the, wow. the like hello, hello, hello. <laughs> he's like a thousand years old had to be carried to and from stage but it was an unbelievable experience such a trip being there this town is very animal house centric because it's a big Wow. Claim to fame for them and especially during this time so it's like we're walking on this screen that's like an animal house themed right. disneyland main street <laughs> in the middle of oregon it was just like this is incredible that's <laughs> funny stuff i mean what, what was growing up in high school for you like did you play oh, on that i mean if i if listen if my mother was pregnant for me <laughs> and she started an animal house i would have had a field day in school on that one there i would have <laughs> well i was born and raised in la i wasn't i was not from the most uh, famous family in my school probably but this is true. No, I, I, I it, growing up in this, in this, in that kind of environment has been really, really good. I think for me, yeah. you know, one of the things that, that, uh, that I think everyone or not everyone, but a, a lot of people can get very blinded by the idea of celebrity. And it's something that for me is so incredibly commonplace. Yeah. That it's, it's, it, it doesn't have, it's been demystified. It was never mysterious for me, you know, right. like, and so, and I'm, I'm really fortunate. It's helped me through my whole life just sure. to navigate life. I was going to say you navigate differently. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And it's, it's, um, you know, it's the kind of thing that it's, it's really difficult. It's, it's nearly impossible to avoid. And it's a, it's a perfectly reasonable phenomenon. It's when, when people are completely familiar with your face they see it all the time you know what i mean they've seen you in a million movies and tv shows and posters and this and that right the, like that's how you develop a familiarity with somebody so it's like no wonder that people feel like i know this person and then since they don't actually know that person the dynamic is kind of a little bit yeah, off, yeah. you know <laughs> um <laughs> so it can be really hard it can be really hard for for people to, to kind of like know 
if anyone actually cares about them or if they just want to be, you know, That's in right. proximity. Oh man, that is, what a what an interesting perspective, though. I mean, you know, yeah. no matter where you're from in the world, and and our family origin right has yeah. a lot to do with who we are and and how we grew up oh, yeah. uh i think sometimes we lose the um perspective of other people we get caught oh, up in yeah. our own perspective right absolutely yeah. yeah well that's 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 also no surprise every single <laughs> human being is just a walking universe right you know what i mean, you know what I mean? in a skull just <laughs> trying to navigate around a bunch of other universes we create the whole universe we of course we feel like we're the center of the universe right right that's funny how did it and and you know the, the, we're freestyling in this interview. There's no, there's no structure to any of this. I'm starting to wonder if there's any structure left in my life. <laughs> but how do you, how do you end up, you know, playing? And again, I know you're from LA and, and you were born and raised in LA. Chris Cornell is, to me is, you know, I, I, I soon, whenever I hear his name, it's funny. I don't even think of one of his songs. I think of him doing the Shanette O'Connor song. Cause I cried. I know. Right. Yeah, that's I was I was with him. Is that right? I mean, it's, yeah, that was I was I was with him for that performance. We we the wow. one at Sirius XM. Dude, I just my my the hair yeah. on my arms. I just I, you just sent like this chill through my entire body. It's uh yeah, dude. It was it was an unbelievable, absolutely unforgettable experience. Oh, Chris man. and I got really close really fast. We had the same birthday. Um, oh wow. Well, I, you know, 10, 10 ish years apart, but same, same uh, right, date. Right. And, and we just really connected on so many levels. The, the, he had gotten turned on to my music and then reached out to me on the line on like Twitter and sent me a, a message wow. and said, I really digging your stuff. And stuff. and I, and I was like floored, you know, and I said, well, dude, you know, if you ever need somebody to shake a tambourine, <laughs> like, right. I'll do anything. <laughs> and he's like, okay, you know, like, like noted, I could tell it was, it was in the mind. And then a couple months later, I got a, got an email from him and, and his management saying, you know, we'd love for you to join on uh, on a whole press run. And so we did that serious XM thing, which we, we did nothing compares to you, but we also did four other songs uh, acoustic as well and oh my god it's just it was such a magical thing one of the things that was very similar about myself and chris is we both come from a songwriting background that's just purely like idiosyncratic we started writing songs in our own way before we knew about song structure and form and any kind of a formulaic way to write a song i didn't even know there was such a thing until i was years into songwriting and started writing with like professional oh there's actually something to this well no I, I i thought it was just pretty much magic you know what i mean and i like somehow i'm able to magically do this you know and it is magic there is something magical about it you know but but um so chris you know, I mean, if you look at like Black Hole Sun, it's you know written by Chris Cornell. You know, yeah. you don't see that anymore. You see twenty names. That's right, things right. like that. And and so rehearsal, he was like that too. Things were we didn't do anything to a click. There were no tracks. There was nothing like that. Um, barely rehearsed. And for that acoustic thing, I mean, I think we rehearsed. I think we went through those tunes once wow. Before, wow. We, before we played them. And it was just such an incredible, and that's the way I prefer to do it. That's my preference well, too, because if you're, if you, if you are with musicians that are of the caliber that you need to be with, if you want to do stuff in a good way, then that just puts people in a more heightened state of awareness where they're listening more acutely because they're not resting on the laurels. Oh, I know this song. I've played it a thousand times. Right. That's when stuff gets stale or stupid mistakes start to happen where, where, you know what I mean? Things like that. But when you have, when you're like, I don't know what's coming next until I hear it, <laughs> then you're engaged and you have no choice. It's sink or swim. I know? just had this vision of you like turning your head and going, I'm not just a musician. I'm a magician. <laughs> magician. I'm a magician. I like that better. 
yeah, well, you know, and what you're saying uh, is is so true. <laughs> about the yeah. about the, the the fact that you know you could over rehearse it and this and that because you know what happens I, I think you start playing from a technical perspective versus playing from your heart and soul exactly you know it's every the truth is every moment is entirely unique it may seem like you've been doing the same thing over and over again and you're bored and so on and so forth but that's not true at all in fact the only moment that actually exists is the one you're in in that very moment so embracing that and owning that that's been my technique since the very beginning awesome. for a way to never feel bored or feel like my songs are stale i've been playing you know some of the songs i've been playing i wrote 20 years ago and but every time i perform them i acknowledge that and respect that as a unique moment and a unique experience it doesn't matter if it's the same song it's a right. completely new moment a completely new experience it's, it never gets stale yeah if you see it that way yeah beck what were you saying to me this morning about perfection well i was reading your about me and i love what you said i don't believe in perfection which we were just talking mm -hmm. about since perfection doesn't exist you have to replace it with acceptance that's exactly. something but you just said that's something chris and you had in common and you said neither of us like to over rehearse and we wanted to preserve the raw spontaneity. That's where some of the best stuff happens. And I feel that with Joe and I, we don't rehearse. <laughs> we just fly by the and I can come of dance. Oh my god! Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's that's true of the best collaborators. Exactly. You know? I mean, we don't do we don't we don't rehearse to write a song. You know, right. we don't rehearse to do, so <clears throat> it's. It's it's all the same thing. I, I I do understand. You know, certain shows are like that, and if they're uh, certain artists, their music is more geared toward a very rigid performance. And and in certain cases, like if you're doing big stage shows, arenas, and 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 stadiums and things like that, typically there will be effects and lights, and everything is right. synced to the same system. So it's all MIDI. It's all run on the same thing. So this, the whole show has to be on a, like a track at least, you know, you're, you're playing at least with a click so that things happen at the exact time that they're programmed to happen. You know, right. but with Chris, I couldn't imagine him ever doing that. He would make <laughs> the decisions the last minute. It's just reminding me yeah. of myself. So yeah. much. I felt yeah. so comfortable. The click would, you know? the and click then, would respond with, I'm not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, i mean and, and man there's so much I, it, we, we get on the air with a guy like yourself and and yeah. uh, two hours isn't enough you know what i mean oh, i know no. we can just get, well we'll just have to i'll come back <laughs> that's <laughs> right so I, and, and i do have some stuff queued up of of uh yours and i want to talk about your music uh i'm gonna come back and talk to you about snoop dogg Cause I just have a little bit of curiosity how a guy like yourself, you know, you're, you're picking and grinning with, with Nashville cats and, and, and you're playing songs with Chris Cornell and then, and then Snoop. Well, Snoop and was a long time ago. it was toward the beginning of my career. I, I, I first started like hip hop and funk, uh, Slim Kid Trey from the far side. I don't know if you remember the far side from the nineties. The Jakey's all yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. back. So that I was Trey's musical director starting from the time I was 17. Oh, so wow. I was like, start. I mean, I played the first time I played the whiskey and the rocks and all that stuff. I was, I started playing those I was 15, 15, 16 years old. Like oh, I wow. was on those stages and started with Trey at like 17 uh, went to college and uh, the Evergreen State College in Liverpool, Washington, studied ethnomusicology. And right when I got back, started playing with millions mm. of different uh, hip hop and funk bands around LA, including Snoop Dogg. And we played The Tonight Show in nice. 2002, 2002, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very cool. Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Wow. I, I watched his show. I had hair down on my butt. You did. <laughs> <laughs> I watch his show with Martha Stewart. I just started. Oh, I just started wow. watching it. I'm like, who put this together? What it was. Hair. It was brilliant. 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 <laughs> yeah. So perfect. But she, the cool thing was, 
when we did the tonight show, uh, Snoop had never done a couch interview. He hadn't done one yet. It was all music. And he was, he had this persona of like a scary guy. You know, he'd had issues with the law. He was songs like one, eight, seven on undercover cop and stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like all this crazy stuff. So he wasn't the cartoon character that he's becoming now. He's a Captain Crunch. You know what I mean? And, so, so this was his first couch interview. And they were like, they were like, we want you to do a live performance. And then, go over to the you know couch and sit and Jay's going to interview. He's like, what do you want to talk to me about? <laughs> <laughs> he almost didn't do it. Right. <laughs> it was almost like, this. I'm going to go. But then he's like, all right. And that kind of, that was like the icebreaker, really. Wow. And he started, I remember like he's on there and he's saying, and Jay asked him something, he responds and like the audience really responded, like laughing and stuff like that. And I could see that kind of transitional moment where, Snoop was like, oh, you know, or, or <laughs> the world kind of was like, oh, this this is a likable, lovable person who we yeah. want to get to know. This yeah. is not some scary criminal, you know. <laughs> Snoop's like, I like being on the couch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And he never got he never got up. <laughs> oh man. So, so here's here, let's do this because I, I know our viewing audience, uh, they're anxious to hear some of your music. I'm I'm anxious sure, to yeah, play it. So so I'm gonna actually which do you prefer? Do you do you prefer I play one, two, three first, or do you you prefer the other yeah. the um uh, what Go was the other? A, a change first. in the world, right? That that was super. I love that tune, man. Thanks. That's super cool. <clears throat> Let, let's go. Thank Can you. I go with a change in the world first? Absolutely. The the song uh, in that case is called "Find Us," and yes, it's for a movie called "A Change in the World." Oh, all right. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Then so, I'll, man, I'm getting okay. it all wrong. I got your last the name. Song, <laughs> the original oh. song is called "Define Us," and then I adapted it for uh, for this movie. So, so, but yeah, please go right. Oh, ahead. cool! Because I was I was going off of the the YouTube. I must have read the YouTube title <laughs> wrong. That's what it says on the title of the YouTube. No, no, yeah, 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 no, yeah. It's confusing. It was confusing when I was looking for it to find the link. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the so the name of the song is what? Give me the name of the song. Find us. Find, find us. us. Okay. I'm I'm gonna switch screens. Here's how okay. here's how this works. <laughs> you will see me. But I can't see you because I'm watching the video on the right. same screen. All right. So hang nice. tight and we'll be right back. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is good stuff today. Let me just uh, switch gears over here. And this song is just, I don't know, man. It's telling a story. Take a listen here. For every morning after that dream, I would peer into the bathroom mirror and search for clues to answer the questions that had haunted me my whole life. Where were my mother and father? Can you define love? Can you define hate? Can you define all emotions in between? Can you define war? Can you define peace? Can you define gravity? Your time and space. I can be all right. You can be okay. It all mean if we don't get to stay I can be right here, you can disappear We can spend our whole lives chasing after fear So hear me out Oh, 
waking up to the vibe that's keaton simons oh my gosh ladies and gentlemen that <laughs> every single day i do this job and every day i sit there and go oh my gosh it just keeps getting better and better Aww. and better dude that was that huge was amazing thank you so much so you impressed so sweet it's wow. huge the chorus thank you so much when your chorus opens up I, I, I would almost try to hit the note right now and explain to you yeah, what I'm. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's so. That's yeah. a, I love that. I love that. It's almost like. Thank you so much. Yeah, we. Yeah, oh we man, it. it's oh. like I'm like I'm, I'm literally hanging on my chair. I'm on. This is amazing. <laughs> I I worked on that song with uh, wrote and and, and produced with um, an incredible, brilliant man named john nathaniel in uh, in montreal canada so beautiful we've done <clears throat> done a few songs together and that one is just that's the one for for me it just felt so good and i remember I, I every time i listen to it every time i think about it i remember being in the room i remember when we like working on that exact thing that you're talking about I that big crescendo that big opening up of the chorus and i just remember both of us being like, <laughs> <laughs> like like how do you just not like turn around and just hug the person next to you, you know? right, yeah. <laughs> oh i'm sorry <laughs> i was in line at a dunkin donut sorry no man I'm telling you, like, it, and and I'm a music guy. I, I I have a little bit of a background in recording studio and produce some stuff myself, and did my I little know. stint in Nashville. Nowhere's <laughs> near what you're doing, but my point being is, like, when I hear certain layers and certain reverbs mm -hmm. that, like, like everything about that crescendo, everything about it, the reverb, yeah. the delay, the it's yeah. perfect. It's perfect. Oh yeah, thank you. It was all. It was all very meticulously composed i mean that's, yeah. that's one of the things about john nathaniel that's so magnificent is his attention to every single detail there is no frequency left unexamined you know what i mean he i it, like it's it's really is an amazing thing to work with him the guy has is so huge uh with like in quebec radio he routinely will occupy more than half of the top 10 like with wow. songs that he's written and produced that's like for the last wow. probably five or 10 years, he's like wins every SoCan award. The guy's amazing. This is the first time I ever wanted to go back immediately and play the song again. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, Hey, Kate and nice, <laughs> nice talking to you. Can you hold, I'm going to go play the song again. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. Uh, where do you, yeah. where do you, what do you, what are you working on today? Like, where do you go after that? You leave the studio at night and, and it's all done. Yeah. The project's finished, right? Yeah. You get the mastered copy. I, I was going to say in the mail, but they don't do that anymore. Right? <laughs> no, they don't. So, <laughs> I remember waiting for my mastered copy in the mail. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I go. But what do you? Where do you go after you listen to the mastered <clears throat> copy and it's yeah. done and it's going to be yeah. hitting radio stations and satellite yeah. radio and now what do you do for oh, fun? Yeah. Well, <laughs> no. you know, it all. It, I mean, it all depends. For me, I'm always focused on on the the kind of next thing or whatever the present in the present moment you know i'll get very excited about whatever I'm, I'm working on at any given moment i'm not i'm, I'm i usually have at least something going on um <laughs> right now there's so much like there's so much with the with the film and, and tv composition stuff that it's just noah and i have been doing a lot of work together and we've been really prolific in just short period of time we, we we were like exploding creatively and it's the same kind of excitement leaving the studio every time yeah. I, i've always compared it to getting a new toy like when you wake up you wake up in the morning when you're a little kid and you got a new toy and you wake up in the morning and you remember 
that you have. Oh my gosh, I have a remote <laughs> control car now. Yeah. It's like you wait, I mean, you run outside and go, <laughs> five seconds, and then you have to charge it for 17 hours. But, it's, yeah. but, but still, it's that's how I feel. Whenever I have something new, I'm like, I'll wake up and be like, listen to it right away. And just go, you know, I was and like, I do the next thing, and I feel that way about that thing. Yeah. I was like, Daddy brought home a new cardboard box. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just oh. kidding. I'm kidding. I actually had a lot of toys. I'm the youngest of seven. I had all their toys. Oh, 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 there you go. Toys through the ages. Yeah, you got like a yeah. Museum of toys. And- I was like 12, and I even had car keys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. I'm the I'm the oldest of like all, so so. There's not we don't have seven kids in the family. Just me and my sister, and then on my uh, my stepmom has three sons, and my stepdad has a daughter. Uh, but uh, but I, being I was the first like grandchild, the first because you know whatever nephew, yeah. like just the first one. So it's it's not that different you were I you, had access to everything also and you were the first it one to st- handed down i was it was just because they were like i wonder what happens if you do this uh-huh <laughs> i know. get that comment you were the first one to star in animal house <laughs> that's right i love that you're referring to this as star i'm not I, i'm not going to dispute you uh, giving me star in credit hell no man as a fetus i wasn't even out of my <laughs> starring that's awesome, man. I'm going back to watch it tonight to see if your name's in the credits. Oh, yeah, yeah, me too. Very small. It's very, very small. Very small. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Embryonic. <laughs> it's embryonic. <laughs> font size, embryonic. Fetal size. <laughs> fetal size. Like the fetal, fetal Oscar. I should have been nominated for the fetal Oscar. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. John, John Landis though does acknowledge that I was in the movie, so that's no, that's, that's classic right. stuff, that's man. All that matters. You're a, you're that's a, all I need. You're a cl- <laughs> you're a classic individual, man. I know, <laughs> right? That's weird. An action for human action figure walking around. <laughs> well, no, so it's funny when we were talking about you, you go, yeah. Well, I usually have stuff going on, you know, after the project. I thought of you saying that to the person at the Dunkin' Donuts that you just <laughs> gave a hug to, and they go, "Who's this guy?" You're like, "I got stuff going on, you know." <laughs> oh my lord! Um, I don't even know where to go with this right now. I'm just like. I'm glad you came here to have a good time at seven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me what time it is. You have a good time. I believe you for some no reason. For some reason, I believe you. It's true. It's true. I have to make sure. I learned a long time ago. I'm like, you mean I can just be like happy if I want to be? You know what I mean? Like I can like like if I make it my responsibility to be happy and have a good time, and then it just I can just do it whenever I want. You know, I love it. That's such a solid point. What you just said, man. Yeah, that is the truth. That is, there's so much truth to that. Now I'm not kidding right now. I'm being serious. (laughs) I know. No, I'm I'm serious too. That's 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 where the acceptance over. You know, the whole idea behind what I was saying when I said perfection doesn't exist. So so you need so so look for acceptance instead. You know, there are a lot of things I feel like in life that we encounter that are like that that we we think of as being ideals, but they actually are fantasies. They're they're they don't even they're not even real at all impossible to attain and then you have people who are miserable and feel like they've failed in life because they haven't accomplished something that's literally impossible <laughs> to accomplish it's a setup it's a setup and, and so people true. are doing you know unwittingly doing it to themselves yeah. setting unrealistic goals perfection to have a goal of perfection it's like we might as well have a goal to be disappointed you know wow like that that's the I true like that. goal behind it right and it's and a lot of that, that ties in with acceptance too. If it's your responsibility to be happy, then it's also your responsibility when you're not happy. And you got to mm-hmm. accept that too. You have to take the weight of that. You can't blame that on somebody else either. You know, so it, it, it all, it all comes together. And I, right. I just, yeah, there, there's a yeah. song in there. Don't blame your misery oh, on so me. 
Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me, it's you. Right. <clears throat> <laughs> Uh, listen, man. Oh my gosh. So we, I'm a, like I said, we could go on for two hours here. Um, one, two, three, go. Title of the yeah. EP. Yes, and that's that's the most recent uh, release that I've done as solo under Keaton Simons, and uh, and it was so fun. I actually made the record as a destination record in Nashville. With the great Marshall Altman, who's an incredible yeah. producer, writer, artist, industry executive. The guy has done everything. And he's responsible for Matt Nathanson, uh, some Mad Hope with all the, come on, get high, yeah, lose and Mark Broussard. Oh, my and gosh, home, I love that song. Home, home. <laughs> love that's, him. That's Marshall Altman. So, like, so it was amazing. We had a killer time. I was I was in Nashville for, like, a month and a half. And I always lived in, and now I live here, of course, but uh, I had no idea I was going to move here a year later. Uh, and, and yeah, it's just, it was just a, a fun, wonderful record. It was after I had taken a little bit of time off of focusing on my solo career. So then I wanted to just like go in and see what happens and make it very Nashville. So it's got a real Americana vibe awesome. and yeah. So where, where, where'd the title come from? Because (laughs) can I I tell you what I (laughs) thought of the minute I, when I read it, I didn't listen to it yet. And I, when I saw one, two, three, go, I I felt like I was going to jump in a pool. Yes. It is, it is essentially (laughs) that idea. It was like, I, I started writing the song as an improvisation right when I come back from a tour and one of the lyrics I say, when, when I get back home, uh, it's back to life. One, two, three, go just like all of a sudden. And it's, 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 it's kind of representative of every situation you're in. We can try to prepare all we want, but the truth is sometimes you end up getting diminishing returns when you prepare because you can, you can create an expectation and then it doesn't get fulfilled. You know what I mean? Right. Everything in essence is one, two, three, go, here you go. Here you go. Pandemic. Here you go, guys. (laughs) You don't have time to prepare. Right. That'd be great. That'd be wonderful. You know what I mean? But that's not actually how it works. So everything is just one, two, three, go. Here we are right, right in front of you, you know? And so it's, it's a lot about presence basically. Awesome. That was a great setup. I'm going to go to it. Thanks. All right. Hold on one second here. here. This is, uh, this is fun, man. This is fun. (laughs) And this is uh, one, two, three, go. We are talking uh, with Keaton Simons here on wake up to the vibe. Hold on. We got to get rid of that song and come over here to this one. This is organic. This is an organic morning show. Bear with me. Here we go. When I walk these streets, I feel a certain passion. When you're there with me, we start a chain reaction and fall again. Fall again. I'm off my feet, I'm swept away, I'm stranded. Got my heart tethered, disbelief abandoned the hard way. I learned that hard way. You built a castle out of sticks and bones Here we go, if that home is back to life One, two, three, go after the monster sacrifice Where did they go? Take time to stop and feel alive What do we know? I know we're feeling when it's right One, two, three, go! Out here alone, remembering we're gonna bring it all back home and feel that confidence. I love that confidence. Thinking in circles keeps my mind well rounded. Searching for subjects just to stay confounded and trying things. I'm always trying things. Castle out of sticks and bones, but here we go. 
Get up to the vibe. One, two, three, go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't know, man. This is just unbelievable stuff right here. I don't know what's going on in my life right now, man. And <laughs> <laughs> you are awesome. And I'm Thank not the only so one. Much. All the comments oh. here. They love oh, you. Oh, nice. We're getting comments. I'm oh, going, my yeah. gosh. I looked over. So I'm not able to watch. I'm, on the, I'm, uh, I'm here on the. I got my phone. Well, what's funny, I glanced over. My phone is looking at me. I saw a comment in there real quick from Doug Castine. Dougie Doug. Yeah. I love love that man so much. What a talented gentleman. I had so much fun with him. Beautiful, amazing person. It was pretty funny. I don't know if you had a chance to, you could go back and look at the archives on my uh, Wake Up to the Vibe page. And so I'm doing an interview with with Jason and Doug, right? And Mm -hmm. Jason's got birds chirping in the background because he was playing (laughs) playing on the porch, right? On the porch. (laughs) I had like birds through the whole thing. I go, this this is so classic, (laughs) this organic radio. Jason Jason Adamo and I have have an inside joke about people getting our names wrong <laughs> that goes back peter peter adimbo that's what that's who, uh, is, is, is. peter adimbo i'm keith simmons and he's uh, whatever <laughs> justin justin adimbo keith <laughs> oh man hey li- it, this was a, a great pleasure you were the perfect guest for a friday let me tell you oh man. my gosh thank you so my much weekends. Well, it's been my pleasure too. You guys are so awesome. Well, let's do this again. Let's I, do but, this. And, and seriously, I want to hook you up with some of my other like artists, awesome. friends, and stuff. No, we're we're we're, we're officially people. connected through Wake Up to the Vibe, man. It's it doesn't Love end it. here. It doesn't end here. Hey, listen, how do we buy your music? We we have that's important, man. Let's let's yeah, push. Man. You can you can get it on iTunes, Amazon. You can listen on Spotify and Apple Music. You can get it basically anywhere you get uh, you buy music. So right. just look up Keaton Simons, K-E-A-T-O-N-S-I-M-O-N-S. You'll find all <laughs> kinds of stuff. YouTube, I just uh, I just got the YouTube uh, premium, and so there's t- they're constantly going, hey, you want to listen to this on YouTube? <laughs> sure, you listen to it on YouTube music. YouTube, they're like a bunch of pushers, that people over at YouTube. <laughs> oh, right? It's become so accepted. You'll it's, like a million it's... bucks. <laughs> Oh man! PSAs. (laughs) I don't know, man. You'll feel like a million bucks. (laughs) You'll feel like a million bucks. (laughs) Classic line. Uh, I don't know what a million bucks feels like. I don't either, man. But but hell, man, you just set the dream for me, man. (laughs) 
<laughs> Me too. Must be pretty cool. Hey, listen, um, this is great. I'll tell you what we're going to do here because um, because of the clock. This is probably the longest interview I've done. Um, oh, really? Oh, no, no, no. We can it's definitely it's beautiful. We're all leaving yeah, at the same it. time. We're going to pretend this isn't virtual. We're all grabbing our jackets and we're heading out together and uh, we'll talk in the parking lot. So Wouldn't that be awesome? It'd be all day. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So I want the two of you to hang tight. For one second, okay. just stay right where you are. We can still hear you. We can still see you. I'm going to close the show, and we're just going to say goodbye to everybody. I'm going to hit the stop, go live button, and then the three of us will will kind of say goodbye one-on-one, all right? Got it. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. All right. So Keaton Simons on the show today, amazing. ladies and gentlemen. Amazing. My amazing. new The new co-host is back. (laughs) So Keaton, Keaton, I don't know if I told you this, but so Rebecca and I had a radio show years ago and we just brought her back yesterday. Oh, awesome. You guys have such great chemistry. I love you oh. both. What a cool, and that dynamic, like having, having another person that you can bounce stuff yes. off of. Yes. Just, that's like everything. She was, she was ready for you at five o'clock this morning, man. She's like, Woo. oh my gosh, did you read up on this guy? And I'm the guy who goes, yeah, I'll read it at quarter to six. Back, relax. We don't need to rehearse this. He'll show up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. The fun never stops. Ladies and gentlemen, have yourself an awesome weekend. God Ooh. bless you all. Pay it forward. Pay it forward. Let your light shine. We will see you all later. Thank you so much. Monday morning, waking up to the vibe with Joel Terry and Rebecca Pacconi. Special thank you to Keaton Simons. Bye-bye now. All right. Now, hold on one second because it never really goes off. They probably still hear us. Hi, everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Still saying goodbye. You're still saying goodbye until the red light goes off. Goodbye. (laughs) 